Hello, welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today I have Jerome Saltmarsh on with me to talk about GameStream. Now, Jerome, I don't even know how to even say what is GameStream. It's like a an it's like a game that you created, right? That uh, has multi multiplayer support. Um, yep, that's right. Well, it's just it's one game at the moment. But actually, it wasn't the idea wasn't limited to just one game. The idea was I wanted to make a whole platform. So the name of the platform is actually GameStream. But so far, I just have just I decided just to release it with one game just to begin with. Okay, that makes more sense because my understanding was that the app was called GameStream. Maybe I misunderstood kind of the announcement video that you had. Mm, no, that's just the name of the website where I posted it. But yeah, as I said, the, the idea is that it's going to be a platform um, for and just for all multiplayer games because the, the engine is primarily like a multiplayer-driven engine. Um, and the idea is that it's like you can play it straight through the browser, which is um, which I really like. So you don't have to download anything. You can just go straight to the website and then you kind of jump straight into a game. Well, we can get more into to that part, right? Um, I, I don't even know where the heck to start because like my understanding when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is a really cool game. And I thought the name was a little bit strange, but now I understand more about why the name is called GameStream because you're, that's the platform, right? That's right, yeah. And I actually had all these different names for that, that game and I had it written there, but I realized... Um, because I'm just gonna, I, I released with just one game. I didn't even need to, to give it a name. So yeah, I know it's a little confusing and <laughs> there's a bit of a disconnect between, between those two, but I think that would become more clear once there would be more options and then you'd have the actual gaming. So what is the first game called actually? Uh, um, well, the original name was called Bleed, like, because you're like hunting zombies and stuff. So, uh, that's the, that was like the prototype name was Bleed. Um, I thought it was a cool name, like, because it's like a verb, so you're trying to, like, it gives sort of an action. Um, I, I was thinking about calling it blood at the start, but I think bleed just adds more, like, oomph. Um, yeah, and in that game, basically, like, initially I had, like, all these huge ideas. Like, I initially wanted to make, like, this sort of, like, MMO-style Diablo clone um and that was the vision in my head, but um, I had to like really reduce the scope um, if I wanted to release anything. So basically, I like I cut out all of the the RPG elements, and now you just basically just join the server, select your character, and then you go. Um, so I thought that was like a good like starting game where there's no. Well, it's just like really simple. Yeah, I think a lot of people like the style of just like, can I, let me just start my game. I'm, for me, I like a story. I like to see what's what's the story behind what's going on. Like, why am I killing zombies? Where where the zombies come from? But I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of the one of the outliers. <laughs> but because a lot of people are just like, no, no, I, I don't care about the story. Skip, 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 skip. I want to kill. <laughs> I want to kill stuff. Well, exactly. Like that's actually kind of the point of it. Is that it's kind of um, instant gratification. So the idea is like you want to. Um, like you just jump on the website and then you jump in and and you play like for a few minutes, um, and that's kind of like the game stream idea. I, I was even kind of contemplating um, doing like mini games, and so you like jump into one and then you finish and maybe like swipe like in TikTok and then you get into the next one. So it's like a stream of different games, um, but but they're all like multiplayer driven. That's kind of the hard. That's at the heart of the idea. 
I've yet to actually try TikTok because it's been banned in Hong Kong. <laughs> so I have never played with TikTok before, but I, I do do a lot of Facebook reels, but I guess it's about the same. Yeah, actually, I've also never used TikTok, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, that short mode of the entertainment, like that's what, that's why we're headed, right? Like it's all like short instant, like dopamine hits. Yeah, I like the short videos, but my only issue is like I keep seeing the same video and then like there's always a picture of some person I don't care about reacting to it, which not interesting to me or the same skit done by different people. I don't know how many times I've seen people eat lettuce wrapped, whatever, drinking lettuce wrapped, Coca-Cola. It's just I need something new, right? (laughs) So maybe, yeah, I don't know about you, but like those kind of things of people repeating the same joke, it just gets uh, annoying. So I'm hoping that like, for game stream that there's going to be of course you can do the same game but you know make it a little bit different right which is what i think your app your game the first game you have i think is definitely different than what i've seen in terms of the visual presentation uh it's i believe it's you said it's multiplayer out of the box yeah it, well it started as like a side project um because i was just trying to get i was just playing around with web sockets in dart um you know, I was just like trying, I hadn't done work with WebSockets before. So um, I was just following a tutorial on how to, you know, set up a server, set up a client. And then I, I wrote a little simple Flutter application. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I I got it to work. And then I, I saw the client and server talking to each other. And it was just like this magical sort of moment. Um, and then I was excited to see, oh, how can, what can I do with Flutter? Um, how can I use Flutter to embrace this and make this cool? And then the next thing I did is I I worked out how to deploy the WebSocket to um, like Firebase, or uh, Cloud Run rather, which is like the Google Cloud hosting service. Um, and the, and then I just got like it basically just rendered like a dot on the screen, and and you could like move it with the arrows. And uh, then I, I got that working and I called up a friend. I was like, go on this website and um, like press the arrow keys. And then I could, I logged onto the website and I could see them like moving the dot around. And it was just incredible. Like, um, and at that moment, I was like just addicted. I, I just wanted to see like how far I could push that idea. And like that's what turned, it's so, like moving like this little white dot around the screen turn into like you know that 3d isometric like light dynamic light um the game that you see now basically so and, and that took about one and a half years to to get to that point so you one and a half years yeah well I, it was a side project at the start so i was just i wasn't working full-time on it um because I was, I was working full-time um so i was i was just like getting two hours in in the morning um but the problem is like i like that's all i wanted to work on you know it, it became i became addicted to it wow that's that's a long time but i mean it maybe we can kind of roll back to about like what if what did what were you exactly doing for one and a half years because i mean the game looks really professional thank you my, my question was like for one and a half years right you started from a dot to a game that looks very professional. 
what uh, what exactly were the steps to go from the dot to where you are today? Like, what were kind of some of the milestones? Oh yeah, okay. Um, it was a process. There's quite a lot of systems, independent systems, all kind of working um, together. The first thing I had to do was get um, the lag down because I started off with um, sending everything in JSON, for example, um, because I, I'm used to writing like REST services with JSON, um, which is fine if you're writing a REST service, but JSON's like not very good for for game because it's really wasteful. Like the data is just totally blown out. So I basically had to, um, I got rid of the JSON and I replaced it with just like the byte, byte stream. Um, and so I had to write a, like this byte compiler and parser. I was reading a book written by one of the Dart um, authors and he, yeah, he published this book online on how to create a parser. And I'd, I'd, read, I'd read it like a month earlier, just kind of out of interest. But I realized that that could be applied to the game as well, like that same technology. Um, so that was like a real keystone for me. It was, um, and, and like a real like learning point was like, you, like how to send bytes across the network in a really efficient manner. Um, so that's kind of like the lowest level of the of the game stream like platform. Yeah, and that that took like quite a while to get that all working. Um, the next thing was it didn't start out as like a three D game. Like it started out as just two D. Um, if you if you go on the YouTube channel that I posted, you can see like some of the really like really early builds, and it's like it's <laughs> like like the three point mark. Um, and it's a completely different game. Uh, you have to have little stick figures running around. So, so, like in answer to your question, like that would be a good way to see like the progression. Um, after the three month mark, for example, you can see the graphics weren't very good at all. So once I got that, like, because I kind of realized like the most important thing is like that it's fun, um, and so you can't have any lack, like. The, the main approach of the system is that it's like fun first, not so you don't need like a really strong graphics card or anything like that. And what was really important to me was that it would like play smoothly. So I, I really spent a lot of the first months just learning how to reduce a lot of information um, into just bytes, basically. And there's there's quite a lot of like tricks you can do to compress information like even into a single byte for example, for example. Uh, and these things I just sort of like figured them out at a time um, like for example with the character with one character you, the character has like a state like what are they doing are they like standing or are they running um, and they have like a direction and they also have like a team so if they're like good or evil but and initially, I had all that information like spread out, but
but actually you can compress all three bits of information just in, into a single byte um, just by shifting the bits. So for example, like there's only like eight different directions. So you don't need like all eight bits of a byte to represent uh, the direction. And the same is with the state. So you can squish all of that, just like compress it all together. Um, and once I kind of figured that out, that was like a really big, like, ah, uh -huh moment for me. And then I became like really obsessed with that. It, that became a game in itself was like learning how to squish because the bottleneck is the network. And so I became like really obsessed with just trying to figure out how I could squish everything together to a really small. And, and I think now it's like, if you measure it, it uses like 10 megabytes an hour or something, which is, which is really pretty optimal or maybe like 20, but anyway, it doesn't use much, which, um, which is pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about like what, what information did you consume? Right. And actually more about this article, because that sounds super interesting about like using bytes to encode lots of data as opposed to going like the JSON route. Well, I could maybe send you the link and then you can like post it into the description um, for all the different like resources that I like looked into because it really helps a lot like um, as just as a programmer learning how to manipulate bytes like especially like using like bit shifting and bit masking and all that you can actually do quite a lot of cool tricks. It's only really in game development, though, where you need to optimize everything. You probably wouldn't use it uh, in a typical app. Um, but if, you, if you're interested in creating a game, then it, it really pays to um, learn. And, and Dart has really good support for bit manipulation. Um, so it makes it really easy. That's interesting. I never would have thought about using Dart for bit manipulation. Um, yeah, because I mean, the original reason for Dart was about kind of a better JavaScript, right? So I'm kind of curious about why they have this ability. Like, where did it actually come from? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not just JavaScript. I mean, it's a general purpose language. So, I mean, you can write a server with it as well. Uh, like actually, the whole game is written in Dart. I, I wrote the back end and the client, um, which is like which I love. <laughs> so you don't have to like um, swap languages. And basically, what I did is I just created like a, a common library which is used by both, um, and that contains all of like the messages that you can send back and forth. So you don't have to like duplicate anything between the projects um but yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely send you those the name of that book um, i think it's called like crafting interpreters oh that's by bob nystrom right well <laughs> i don't remember his, his name um but it's, it's really interesting yeah so basically i spent like the first chunk of that that was really dedicated just to getting them like networking like really solid um and then after that I, I then i started working more on the lighting um and building up like the yeah basically the graphics engine and what i was going for was did you ever play diablo 2 
Oh, I've never played that game now. I've heard of it, but I never played with Diablo. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I played it a lot as a kid. Or like Age of Empires, maybe. Like number two. Um, well, basically, like all those games, they use like the style of graphics where they they take a picture of 3D models in different angles and then just create sprite sheets out of them. Um, and like that's sort of like it's not used anymore everything is 3d now but i i love that old style i think it i'm not sure if it's nostalgia or if it actually looks good but to me i think it looks amazing um so like for example they they released the diablo 2 resurrected but and all I was hoping for that was like the old style graphics, but with like better resolution. But they didn't do that. They made it all 3D. Um, and so I was like, wow, I would really like to play like those old school style games with like those old school kind of style graphics, but um, with the convenience of just playing it through the browser. Um, so that was kind of like the motivation for for building it. Also, it was just really fun to make. Um, so basically, I had to, I didn't know Blender before that, so I had to spend a lot of effort learning Blender um, just to model, like model the characters. And then I created the, the camera, which like rotates around the model as it performs all of the different like actions, like you shooting or just whatever. And then you create this big, like, right sheet, um, yeah, of all the different angles. Um, and then, yeah, that's when the the lemon engine. Um, that's what I built the lemon engine for. Is that it can like really quickly render sprites, basically, um, and it, it like batches them all up automatically. So it's it's really fast for rendering sprites. So I was just doing some looking while you were talking about Diablo. Like, So it's just, yeah, real-time strategy games. I mean, I'm a big fan of Red Alert and uh, Age of Empires, like you said. Mm. Well, yeah, they all use that same... Yeah, I still can't see the camera, by the way. It's not much worse. That's working. Okay. I mean, it should be good now, but um, maybe some problem with the app or something, but I can see it up on YouTube right now. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah... Yeah, I mean, though that style... You mean talking about, like, that realistic style of the sprites moving? Like that? Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't call it realistic. Actually, the point is that it's kind of not realistic. That's that's what I love in games, like, um, when they're not trying to be realistic. Because, you know, like, you're trying to, like, escape reality, right? It's not <laughs> trying to duplicate. So I, I prefer that, um, like, if you're kind of, like, inside of a drawing... Yeah, to me, maybe I like a little bit more realistic, right? I think I like a little bit more realistic because I kind of like living out fantasies of real life. Like, what if I did this? What if I did that? Oh, uh, yeah. In like Age of Empires, it's kind of like, okay, what, you know, what kinds of things were around in Brown's age and et cetera. I think that, I don't know, I'm a kind of a history fan too. So it is kind of cool to see that style, but I can understand like escaping to another world and having, you know, the things happening that just don't happen in real life just so to kind of escape and see what it's like to be in another world right is that kind of what your mindset is when you're playing something like diablo and this kind of style that's right yeah it's like a fantasy thing right 
it's a fantasy world. What else? The lighting engine was maybe the most difficult thing because it's like a dynamic, it's a dynamic light, lighting engine. And Flutter doesn't have come with any sort of rebuilt system like that. So I kind of really had to like just figure it out all kind of from scratch. But I, I really enjoyed doing that, just like solving those those sort of problems. Um, and even like casting shadows and that sort of thing. Um, and obviously it has to be really fast because, I mean, there's like thousands of sprites being rendered each frame. And it can support like a lot of light sources, which is actually pretty like, well, pretty difficult to do. Like if in Unity, for example, you have to be pretty careful how many light sources you have on the screen, like direct light sources, because that'll like kill your game like real quick. <laughs> and it doesn't even support that many, like even just more than a few, you'll like notice it lagging. So yeah, I'm pretty happy. Like it can support like a lot, like over a hundred fine um, doing like real-time shadows and like real-time lighting on the characters. Uh, so getting that all to work like really efficiently was a pretty big challenge. So I, I kind of like to go a little bit into your past because it sounds like you've already had quite a bit of experience making video games or even video game engines. It's like, what is your your background in terms of video games? Well, like producing them. It's always just been a hobby, actually. I never did it professionally. Um, but that's actually sort of like something that I want to do or like that's kind of the end goal for this project is to like, yeah, set up a whole platform. But I originally started, do you remember XNA from, it was a C-sharp library. This was like before Unity had come out. Um, there was this library from Microsoft called XNA. And it's pretty much how I learned to program was just like playing around with that. Um, and it was really uh, like, it wasn't the whole game engine. It was more of just like, like a rendering engine. Um, but uh, it was so much fun. Um, and I didn't create anything serious. It was just like, um, like, silly ideas. Um, I didn't like publish anything on Steam or anything. Um, but that's kind of where I got started. And then after that, I like to try that Unity. Um, and I did the same thing. I was just made like little, like this little fun projects on the side. Um, but actually I do have one game, which I have been working on, which I've sort of put on the back burner. But um, it was, do you know what ASMR is? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's kind of like, I wanted to make sort of like a relaxation game using Unity, where you just kind of like walk around and then you hear like different sounds as you walk around and then just like solve puzzles. So that was like another project, <laughs> uh, which I, I, well, I want to get back to it in the future at some point, but um, I kind of like left at the moment just to focus on this one because it's too much work to, to try and like do too many projects at once. Now, is that also written with Flutter or using another game engine? Yeah, that was actually, that was actually using Unity. Um, so that was C-sharp, but I, I love Flutter. Like I, 
especially I, I really liked that. Like I was, I've been a Java developer for quite a few years, and you know I've done JavaScript and TypeScript, and, but to me, like Dart is personally, I, it's my favorite language. Especially now, Dart three just got released yesterday, um, so that's got a whole bunch of more <laughs> features. Which I don't know. I think it's a really like it's a really good language. Um, it's so much fun to use. So. I definitely, I couldn't, couldn't see myself switching back to Java or JavaScript or something like that. That's interesting. Like, what, what do you like so much about Dart? Because Dart is kind of a newish language. I mean, I, I I don't hear a lot of people, other than people who write Flutter, really love Dart. But like, so somebody who kind of played around with JavaScript, C Sharp, what makes Dart interesting to you? It has the flexibility of JavaScript, but also like the structure of Java. It's kind of like a nice in between because Java for me is too verbose. It's too, like you need to write a lot of code to get anything done. JavaScript on the other hand, like lets you do anything. Um, it's like <laughs> Western cowboy, like lawless. So it's powerful, but I think it doesn't lead to good like software structure. And so Dart is to me, it's the perfect blend of the both, both of those philosophies. Um, and it's also quite like, it's both functional and object oriented. So you can like use both depending on the situation. Um, whereas for example, Java is, is just object oriented. It doesn't support like functional quite as well. So yeah, I, that's what I really like. You don't need to write like a whole lot of code to express something really powerful. And also like Google puts out really good documentation for Flutter and Dart, which I really like. Yeah, and I think they have some pretty good coding standards. Like there's a, I think it's, there's a dart.dev, I think is the official site of Dart. And they have some really good tips on there and they seem to really go for really good developer tools. So I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, well, what is your experience with Flutter? I mean, this. This is called flying high with Flutter. So, I've looked at wanting to use Dart for some things, and it's still something on my list. But um, I think that definitely Flutter has made my life much easier in terms of creating desktop apps. So we've actually launched a couple of desktop apps because of this. It's made life easy to because all of us in the office are all using Macs. Because of course you cannot if you you cannot create an iOS app without a Mac. So you have to have a Mac. You can create right. both sides. So even for like Windows apps, we can just usually create most of it just on a Mac and then handle like the edge cases when we kind of deploy and test on a desktop mm -hmm. Windows, right? So that's definitely helped uh, creating a reliable apps in for, for mobile has been really easy. Um, I think Swift now has no safety, but it doesn't ha didn't have it before, I believe. Right. I think Dart kind of came first with that. Uh, Kotlin's definitely brought things forward in terms of like making a better Java esque kind of you know Java experience, Java development, you know the Android development experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I think that uh, Flutter has been fantastic for us, and we're going to continue to to use it, and we're deeply invested in it. I mean, obviously, we're still making podcast episodes and still talking about it, and still kind of doing stuff in the community with it. So, uh, the the only thing that I have a problem with is I feel like. I mean, maybe this sounds a little bit 
I don't know what is the right word, hypocritical to a certain extent, but um, I wish Dart was more was more on its own, right? Because now there's been a now they definitely conscientiously release new Dart updates with a new Flutter update. And I think that only kind of locks Dart to be more of a Flutter language rather than being its own language. Like you said, yeah, it's a general purpose language, but at the same time, not everybody's using it that way. It's kind of like Ruby and Rails to a certain extent, but Ruby has its own schedule and Rails has its own schedule in terms of release. Right. But most of the time, if you're doing Rails, or I mean, if you're doing Rails, of course, you have to do Ruby. But if you do Ruby, you probably also do Rails. Yeah, I know what you mean. As opposed to, you're a Java developer, right? Well, not anymore. You've done well. I mean, you've done Java, right? And yeah, like, I was. Yeah, Java doesn't release according to struts or I don't know any kind of other popular Java spring framework, right? So it really is its own language. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I think because Flutter sort of, I think it sort of saved Dart um, because Dart was going to sort of fade off into obscurity um, until Flutter came along, and then like. Yeah, picked it up um, and gave it a purpose. So I think that's why it's so like strongly coupled. The language and the framework is so strongly coupled um, because without Flutter, I think um, it wouldn't be nearly as popular today. No, I and I remember like the only thing that comes to my mind was you since you've you've done have you ever done anything with actual websites besides making the apis like do you do any of the front-end development work with java no i mean just talking about do you ever do like front-end development work in terms of like creating html css pages uh i mean i did you as well okay but like but do you ever have you ever used uh sassy css or scss before yeah sure yeah. Yeah, that's written in Dart. It was rewritten. It was first done in C C I think. Or, or I think it was first done in Ruby, then it is C C And then they ported over to um Dart. And I thought that was the weirdest thing because at that time I didn't know what Dart even was. Right. That was quite some time ago. And I thought that was kind of stupid. Like that was my first thought. I was like, that's stupid. Why would you choose this language? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know anything about Dart, right? And yeah. but knowing that it compiles to to JavaScript, okay, that makes sense because that's huge for front end right yeah exactly yeah yeah so like in terms of that 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 makes sense right but at the time i mean like my first thought was why dart and i'm sure there's other dart projects i have to go looking through but that's the first one that comes to my mind that was my first kind of introduction to dart and then i've heard about flutter a few years later and i was like okay that's using dart and it's like why why dart that's really weird and right yeah and i have to learn another language yeah i was also a little like yeah, weary of like jumping into a new language. Kind of want to, because I, I was sick of working as a back end developer and I, I wanted to switch to the front end. But I I just didn't really, I really didn't enjoy JavaScript. Um, coming from Java and going to JavaScript is quite challenging because it's just too like wacky. And then, like, and that's when I sort of found out about Flutter. And I'll, yeah, I was like, oh, do I want to like, learn Dart, like learn another language? But then I like started looking into it, and I was like, well, wow, this is a, this is a great language. Like, <laughs> so um, M Flutter was a great framework, so it was pretty lucky that it it turned out that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, I'm I'm along with you. Like, I don't quite understand all this. I'm not a huge fan of JavaScript. I find it quite painful. I was working with um, a project today with React and um, what was it? React and Redux. And I thought this is really complicated for doing something. 
because of the way that, I mean, maybe it's been the way that, that the app is structured, but I feel like, okay, I got to make a slice and I have a feature and I, I don't know if this is the right way that everybody does it, but that's the way the app was done. And I feel like it's very complicated and JavaScript itself is already a little bit complicated because you have a lot of weirdness from many years ago. And yeah, it's super strange. You know, it's, it's difficult to, yeah, like it's, you have triple equals and it's like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I understand. It's, it's like a prototypical language. It's not classical object oriented language as well. So that's like a whole different paradigm as well. So yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I honestly think it doesn't make, I think if all you knew was JavaScript, it, it'd be sort of a dis, at a disadvantage. Well, yeah, but I mean, the other thing too is like, I, I, I like the things that I'm happy that Dart is still moving forward and I like what they're doing and I'm liking that they're adding in pattern matching, all these things, because I do use a functional language basically every day and that one has pattern matching on it and it just makes life so much easier. I barely ever have to use if statements anymore. And I feel it's just like so much more expressive and so much more beautiful compared to running a bunch of if else statements and, and everything else. And so I'm happy that they're doing all this stuff. I have to get used to the new style because it's not clear to me right away. Some some of the changes that they, or some of the new features that they added in, that's not very clear. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what they are, but some of them are not so clear, but at least I'm happy that you can do these kinds of things. Yeah. So I feel pretty happy with what's going on. I think if we had like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a union type before. No, is that a dot? Is that one of the new dot features? No, as far as I know, it's not in Dart, but like um, Rust has this kind of thing where okay, so uh, a perfect example of a union type, if my if I understand correctly, is you have something called a maybe type, and that's kind of like an abstract type, and maybe is either something or nothing, mm -hmm. right? So if you try to grab something from, uh, say, like an array or from a, a map then you're either going to get something or you're going to get nothing, right? And right. so you have to handle both cases, which it does get a little bit verbose, but at the same time, it does make your code better in terms of you actually handle errors, right? So like the, the null safety, sorry? Right, I was about to say that. Isn't that the same thing as like making something nullable? In this case, null safety, it does do that kind of case, but you can do a lot more than just that, right? So like imagine database relationships, right? You can have so many different types, like one to many, many to one, many to many, right. and you can pattern match on that kind of case and handle all the different situations. So if you're doing something like a mermaid or a diagram and you have a relationship between things, you can be very specific about, okay, if the relationship is this, 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 or one of these cases, this is how it should work. Yeah. So you can be a lot more complete with that one. Mm, are you talking about Rust? Yeah, Rust has this kind of thing with the result type. Yeah, I never actually, I haven't learned Rust yet. It's, it's actually been on my list because it's, a lot of people talk about it. Well, it's super useful, like the result, the result and option type, because you have to handle both cases. You can actually force it to not handle it, but I mean, it is nicer to handle it because, yeah, I mean, you don't want your stuff to crash, right? So you want to be able to handle stuff as opposed to if you have, like the way Java is working now, as far as I know, and these things have changed, you have to check if something's null before you use it or else you get a null, null exception. Yeah. Or do you mean like, yeah, or Dart, for that matter, yeah, that's true. Well, well Dart has that null, has the nullable type, right? So you have to see if it's null or not. You can't just, unless you can add the bang to it to force it, but yeah. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to do that. But um, yeah, that's true. You still have to check if it's null, um, but that, 
at least then like the typing system is quite powerful i think like if you've checked something is null and then like if it is null then you return and then after that line it knows that it's not null anymore so it's pretty powerful in that sense yeah but the new syntax we have i think you can do similar stuff i i, I don't know in, in any case you mentioned about this like yeah i think the new changes are, are really great to have and i'm curious to see what else is coming to the future mm. but kind of coming back to to game stream right? right are you planning to open up to open up your game stream platform for other developers to add more games to it Oh well, I mean, it would be pretty. That would be pretty hard. I mean, yeah, maybe I would have to like write quite a lot of documentation explaining how um, the system works. It's not like you could take a separate game and just. I, I mean, I talk about like, specifically multiplayer games here, or even just like single player games, because a single player game you could pretty easily just sort of pop it in, but integrating a multiplayer game. Um, you'd have to use like the engine to build it. So I would have to like write a lot of documentation explaining how to, you know, like get the client and so uh, like talking. It, it would be pretty hard to to get like a third party game and just like plug it in at the at the moment. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. It's actually something a friend of mine said he, like his idea was if I made sort of like a quasi like game maker in the browser, and then you could like create your own games like in the browser. That'd be pretty hard to do. I'm I'm not sure exactly how to do it, but that would be sort of like one possibility. Kind of like, do you know? Did you ever play um, Warcraft Three? I haven't played Warcraft before. Uh, okay, like basically that the the map editor for that game was just incredible. So you could build like a map, and then you could program all this like logic into it. So that would be like one possibility. But that's sort of a different route than like releasing all the code and then getting other people to make, like contribute to it. So I'm not sure which way would be more simple. Yeah, that's either one's quite difficult. I think I yeah. guess you have to work with some some other developers and have some kind of trust system. Yeah, um, I mean, like, what's what's next on your on your roadmap for for game streamers? Is, is it that you're going to be making updates to the first game still, or are you going to actually start to work on the next uh, yeah, game, you call it idea, but the next game, I think, is what you're talking about. Yeah, well, good question. Because, actually, I released that first game, but I think it's not, like, fun enough because I didn't, I didn't like, keep, like, player attention. You know, like, people, like, went on it and, like, played it and checked it out, but it wasn't fun enough to, like, grow a player base. Um, so, like, I need to figure out how I can make that first game more fun um so like people come back to it as well but like since i published that i was like yeah, i just need a break from it so because i worked so hard on that first game um so i'm just sort of like taking a bit of time before i get back to that one um i do have like quite a lot of ideas um i also wanted to like I started working on a prototype, porting that that game to the mobile. Well, actually, if you go on the game stream online on your mobile, it it's already deployed. Then you'll like get the mobile version. But that's like the idea for the mobile version was more of like an MMO style of game, where you 
like persist character. So I wanted to like build up a whole world. Um, but the, the, the scope of that is just a lot bigger. At the moment, it's just in a prototype stage. I kind of just wanted to see if I could get the controls working. Um, so yeah, like feel free to like jump on the web, like on the mobile. And then there's like two options. One's called Chase, and the other one is is the MMO game. Um, uh, but I also have like quite a lot of other ideas. I'm sort of like leaning more towards the um, short game um, style of content. So I was kind of thinking of creating a game like did you did play like Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. I was more of a Sega guy growing uh, yeah. up, but well, no, I haven't. Any old fighting game. So basically, like something like that. It's like just a platform where you jump in and then you just beat each other up. It's like a two D style game. Also, I think you know, like with Flight of Three, they they're releasing this new rendering engine. It it's not going to use the um oh, what's it called again? Impaler. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and so I think that will have like 3D support. Um, so then you could actually like create 3D games um, with Flutter as well. And I was I always wanted to make like a D make. Uh, do you know what a D make is? No, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a genre of games that people make where it's like a low quality version of the game, like. If you go on YouTube and you look up like Halo D make, <laughs> and yet there's like this Halo game, but it looks like it's being played on like a Nintendo 64. Um, and I, I, I love that idea. So, um, I don't know when I was in high school, I used to play Halo online and it was so much fun. So, that would be possible as well, like to make like just like a 3D sort of shooting game. I, I basically wanted to just create like one genre, uh, one game of all the different genres and that way you can you can go on the platform and and just like play whatever you feel like um that'll be a lot of work but um that's kind of like where where i see it going in the future so i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for them to like release it's not released on the stable branch yet and i don't think it's for web just yet but I'm sure that's coming pretty soon. So, like, as soon as they release that, then that I want to like play around with, yeah, those three D options. Yeah, I seen the example from from the from from I don't know if it was I O or what. It was quite some time ago where they were showing like they, they brought in a blender, like uh, was it a dash, and it had like a ton of them, and they were able to rotate and all this kind of stuff. It's like true three D, basically. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. And and it's all running through like the WASM, the well, how do you say that WASM? Like the the WebAssembly. So it's brand new, like this technology. So it's really cutting edge. I, I, th- I think that's really exciting. Like the amount of possibilities that's gonna open is crazy. Yeah, so it seems like Flutter is really um I mean, because before we have like the 2D, you know, with um Forgot the game engine now, but but with this one, right? I I mean, what you have so far, it's still a, basically a two D game, right? It's a two point five, or what would you call it? Yeah, it's two D. It uses sprites. 
Yeah, but it really seems like it, it seems like it has some yeah because it's isometric. It seems like it has some depth to it. So like I was like really kind of blown away. I was like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah, well, actually, the game takes place in a three dimensional space. It's just rendered using two D. Um, so it is just sort of like a cross between two D and three D because it it uses sprites to do the rendering, which is two D, but they're rendered inside of a three D coordinate system. Which makes it three. So I guess you're right. It's two point five, two point five D. Like overall, I'm quite impressed that that you can build this kind of thing, and it's cool that you built your own engine, right? And the engine, I mean, when I went through the code, it seems like there's not many dependencies. So that means you basically wrote a lot of the stuff just using Flutter itself, no? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I tried to keep it really simple. Yeah, I didn't want any crazy state management systems forced like into it or anything like that so i even like made sure not to add a physics engine or anything like that it's just it's kind of up to the the user of the engine like what kind of game they they want to make so because initially i had like all these i had all that integrated into the lemon engine but i i took it out <laughs> just to make it really like generic yeah i got some feedback on it someone wrote because I, I basically just use like stack statics everywhere in it because my my reasoning was like you're never going to have like more than one game so some of the feedback i got was to not use all statics um and to create more of like your like typical widget so i might do that in the future i haven't started but i mean feel free to like when, when you looked at it did you um did you try to run it or like create a little demo or anything no, I, I didn't have enough time to do that. Like I, I thought that the because first of all, I was just doing some checking again before the show, and I thought that it was just source code for the the game itself, but it's actually source code for the engine. And I was like, oh, okay, let me just see what he's using underneath. And first of all, I was like, oh, he's got his own engine. That's that's interesting because I thought you would just use. I forgot the name of the the popular game engine we have in Flutter. You mean the um, flame engine? Yeah, the flame engine. That was my first thought, and I was like, oh, it's not. No, because, well, well, I honestly just really enjoy the process of making it. I'm sure the Flame Engine is really great. Um, but for me, it's just fun. to. I just wanted to do the challenge of making my own. But the, the other thing is that, like, I needed really control over how things were rendered. Because, I mean, there's, like, thousands of tiles being rendered, right? And, um, and so... The engine basically, it's really well optimized. Um, it doesn't create any new objects or anything. It just like it uses like a byte array basically, and then it just ships all of that off to the graphics card. So there's no like in between layer, which is what I needed. Whereas I think Flame, it it tries to do like a whole lot more. Um, like it provides a lot more structure, but. Um, it doesn't give you such like finite control over like what you're rendering, uh, which is what I needed for my game. Okay, yeah, but I mean, how, how long did it take you to kind of make the engine and where'd you start with? Mm, uh, well, I mean, I, I sort of like always just sort of like, because initially it was just integrated into one project. And then I, I realized like a whole bunch of it was just boilerplate. So I kind of extracted it out and created the, an engine and then i just always added to it as i um worked on it so it wasn't like just like but make that finished 
it was like I worked on the both of the projects simultaneously. So like GameStream is one project and it uses the Lemon engine to do all the rendering. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's overall, that's pretty cool. Um, I think we're approaching kind of the end of our, our time. And uh, I was kind of curious about, is, is there any call outs from people that you want? Like, are you looking for more help on your game engine or just more feedback on the game or the, or, or how everything runs or like, is there anything that you're looking for? I think to get help on at the moment would be, it would be so much work to try and onboard somebody. But um, for sure, if I can get feedback on like the Lemon Engine itself, or if people could just like try and make something like a little game and give me feedback on on the Lemon Engine itself, just to see, because I think it's intuitive, but maybe there's things which aren't quite as intuitive. And another thing is just, yeah, like playing the game on GameStream and just give me feedback on how I can make it more fun. Actually, that's probably the most important thing for me um, moving forward is how can I make that that my first game more, yeah, like uh, just funner, basically. So I'd really appreciate some feedback on that. Well, I'm almost wondering if, if you should have some kind of achievement system. Do you have something like that? Well, at the moment, what I add is just the high score. So um, <laughs> that's pretty much the only achievement system at the moment. Um, so, but there's only one high score at the moment, and that like basically it just gets saved off in Firebase. Um, so that's kind of the only incentive. Like one possibility would be to add some like RPG elements, so you kind of like level up your character a bit, but that just adds a whole lot of scope. So I'm sort of sort of careful about that. Okay, yeah, that that's pretty good. Um... Yeah, I think achievements would definitely help because like for me, sometimes I want to kind of go back and see which achievements I haven't gotten and try to get those. So those are always pretty uh, addictive, I think. At least for me, it is. Well, one thing, one idea I was thinking of, like, because at the moment you can just choose any item, but maybe your score could be like the credits that you use to buy items. So that would give you an incentive to like increase your score because when you die, then you can like make your character better yeah that, that could be yeah but um no otherwise and if you if anyone like is interested in it um or has like ideas or wants to yeah i don't know then definitely feel free to like email me 100 i'd love to yeah that, that's a good point like how, how can people get a hold of you i'll just i'll send you my email address and then you can just put it in the link all right no problem uh yeah is there anything else we didn't get to before we we sign off uh, not that i can think of Cool. And with that, I thank you for coming on. And I'm and uh, yeah, I'm happy that if we have another game engine or even, you know, more games and more kind of stuff for the community to 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 uh, to use, to to look at, mm. we can attract more people to the Flutter community, to the dark community even. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, with that, yeah, then uh, thank you for coming on and hopefully we'll have you again in the future. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, it was great to be here. It was really good to talk to you.